This Side of Country with Trav, supporting new artists and celebrating the legends on 95.9 KRFF. We've got Adam and Pretty Ricky here in studio from the F5 Project. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for making time, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Happy uh, Happy Thursday. Do you feel like the week has gone slow or fast? How's it been going for you? Mm, mediocre. But I, when I went outside this morning compared to when we walked over here, I'm, I'm happier because it's warmer. Yeah. Like five degrees is a big deal <laughs> yeah. in December. Yeah. People who don't live here don't get that. Right. Like, just how much different. My mom called me like, oh, is there snow on the ground? I'm like, Ma, you're saying this with too much joy in your heart. Right. <laughs> like, no, yes, there is snow, but it's it's cold, Ma. It's I always really, really love cold. sharing with folks uh, who've been here for the first time or they're watching the Midwest from afar and they go, I don't get how uh, as fall starts, you will be out there in shorts and short sleeve and it's like 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. But when it's 50 degrees coming out of winter, you're still bundled up. And I go, well, because we've been conditioned right. to, to adapt to that cold all winter long. So now right. it's going to take a little bit of time to get out of that. But we've been conditioned for the heat all summer long, so we're going to keep the heat the heat wear going as long as we possibly can. So Midwest weather is definitely kind of tricky, that's yeah. for sure. Well, I appreciate you gentlemen being here. Uh, year in review, a lot of cool stuff happened for F Five Project this past year. Kind of give me the rundown here. Yeah, it's been uh, I think growth wise, we've we've probably uh, grown more in the last year than we have. Well, maybe last two years, uh, more than all the years combined. So, I mean, it's not like we're super old. We're seven years old. Uh, But, yeah, we we, uh, started a new treatment center. uh, And we got nurse practitioners and social workers and licensed addiction counselors, peer support. So, between the two organizations, uh, the Ridge and uh, FI Project, we got like 60 employees across the state. I am really fascinated that you have grown in the last two years because we just came out of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a struggle in itself. But you actually grew yeah. coming out of the pandemic. What do you owe the success to? Well, I wouldn't say that it's a it's kind of a, a double edged sword of success. Right. I think uh, you know there was a huge need prior to COVID for mental health and yeah. addiction services, right. and then when it happened, when the the shelters in place and and people lost jobs and they were forced to stay home Uh, those needs probably doubled by population Ah. and then the people who currently probably are already showing signs of stuff definitely increased so uh, the the cool thing about it is people knew where to go and ask for help right and and so that potentially put us in a position to do collaborate with the state and the city and the counties a lot more and yeah it increased funding for us and it increased our reach and so like I said it's kind of a double-edged sword where it's like it's good for f5 but if it's good for f5 there's yeah. a chance that it there's a huge need and there's never there's n- there's never, I don't ever find good in need. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. F5 Project really grown in respectability and credibility here in the community. Uh, what would you say, though, is still one of the biggest misconceptions the F5 Project still faces to this day in the seven years it's been around? Well, I think it was kind of like Facebook, right? Like, <clears throat> you know, when Facebook started, it was only for college students. So right. I think there's this misconception that we only work with people with felony backgrounds, right. and that's just not true. We have um, a, a lot of pro 
programs between treatment and and services in the community that is youth engagement to people who may not have a criminal background but have a mm-hmm. mental health diagnosis. Yeah, so it's it's pretty much for everyone right. that uh, needs help uh, with housing, employment, uh, treatment, and just peer support. Really, yeah, yeah. wrapped around it. Yeah. I want it's it's Thursday here. I want to do a little throwback Thursday here. Yeah. When we met the other day, uh, <laughs> I I found a fun fact about you, and I don't know why I didn't know this, but Adam, you used to do stand up comedy. Yeah. Okay. I, well, <laughs> how did we go from stand up comedy to now being? you know the owner of the f5 project how did you go from a to b well if i was good at stand-up i'd still be doing it that's <laughs> uh, a joke yeah that's the worst by the way i know when you why don't they do that to actors like act out a scene right. you, know, it's just, you know sell me a copy machine <laughs> it's always it's tell me a joke and then there, so anyways yeah i did uh it, there's some local comedians here you yeah. know uh jd proverse and adam quinnell who moved and joe Christensen and a few others um, that uh, we all started roughly around the same time it was it would have been probably oh man I stopped about seven eight years ago okay and so it was probably a good 14 years ago when I started I don't know exactly when it was but Courtney's Comedy Club yeah I was working there and I, I saw the open mics that were happening I think every Tuesday or something like mm-hmm. that and I went on stage and I tried it and I killed it and I just got addicted to it, man. Yeah. Like it was just making people laugh. And it also happened to be the same week that JD Proverse started. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So we've we've had a pretty good friendship through the years. And I enjoy watching him uh, do comedy. I don't know if he still is or not. But right. a lot of those guys, they're, they're doing work for comedians. I saw mm-hmm. jo- Joe Christensen's doing website development for comedians. Wow. And I think Will Spotted Bear is doing, still doing shows. And Very Adam. cool. So, yeah, I did oh. it. Uh, uh, and the farthest I went was I did some, you know, some private shows at like the college and I got asked to be in the Acme competition in uh, Minneapolis. And but my son was being born that that same week. So oh. I didn't go. <laughs> oh. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, like I wasn't that good at it. So right. it was like I was just going to go there to lose. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I did do one competition in Duluth. I drove all the way to Duluth, yeah. did a competition. Nobody laughed right i was sober (laughs) at the time right it was my first show that i tried to do sober right um uh, and 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 I and I was like booed off the stage almost, oh. and so I was like a year sober at the time, and I dude I got drunk after the show, <laughs> wow. and JD was there too, and he even yeah. came to me and he was like, dude, I don't think this is a good idea, right. and I was like, you of all people right? <laughs> telling me, you know, and he's like, I should drive you, like I'll drive you home because he wasn't drinking, yeah, right, and I had to go all the way back to Fargo, oh. and dude, I didn't I decided at like two in the morning to drive back and I'm not condoning this is just no. a story from the past right and I got pulled over oh. before I even left Duluth oh. and I got a DUI oh man next day I wake up in jail and they just let me go right 
but they towed my car. And so I had no idea where it was. What. So I was like playing Survivor out of a blackout yeah. and found it. And I had a half a tank of gas. Wow. And drove it all the way back to Fargo. And as soon as I pulled into Fargo, the yellow light for gas turned on. I had no money. Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What, a, what, a, what a war story that is. I know. Is. I should have just listened to JD <laughs> looking back at it. Yeah. But like when you're in the crux of alcoholism and right. depression and all that stuff, like... And I wasn't ready for rejection, right? right? And so, like, that's a lot of things that we teach at like the treatment centers yeah. and peer support is like rejection's going to come, yeah. right? Oh, Depression's going to come. Full of rejection. Yes. Yeah. How do yeah. we? How do we? Uh, how do we go through that? Right. And let's do it together. Right. So. Right. Pretty Ricky, my yeah. man. Uh, how did you get connected with the F Five Project? We see your smiling face all over the social media pages here. How yeah. did you get involved? So I actually heard Adam's story uh, through a peer support specialist training yeah uh, which basically peer support specialists are people who have lived experience uh, with some sort of addiction or mental health yeah Uh, and so they uh, the state started the program I was one of the one of the earliest classes that were teaching you how to how do you take that story harness it make it your own but then be able to talk about your recovery to be able to to work with people who you know still in addiction or still struggling yeah and be able to help them you know get out and be able to make a change right and so I heard Adam's story and I heard about the F5 project and I was like okay you know at this point I was like nine nine ten months clean myself right and so I was like okay well I don't want to necessarily help anybody yet I'm still trying to figure out myself can I can I can I do this you know I've been blessed so far right Uh, so after I hit my my year then I was like, okay I I remember hitting Adam up on like Facebook or something and I said hey you know like I'd still interested and you you talk about F5 like I really want to help people right in in a different way than just you know your traditional kind of work right and he said okay what do you want to what do you want to do and I was like I don't care. I just want to help people. I want right. to help the people that are helping people because I've always had a servant's heart. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, I just show up. So I just showed up. I was making copies, uh, coffee, uh, showing people tech stuff because I was, a, a, I wouldn't say I'm tech savvy, but tech savvy enough for the yeah. people who didn't know what what they were doing. Right. Um, and then just kind of just did that every week while I was still working my job. And, and eventually Adam, you know, found a grant or some money or somehow. And he was like, hey, I want you to come on board Fantastic. full time and, and start. And it's been the best decision because it, it gave me an opportunity opportunity to not only continue to helping people right. and to get paid for helping people, right. but it gave me an opportunity to be able to, to serve in a way that I've never served in an official capacity before. I've always kind of volunteered right. or, you know, through church, you know, you kind of do, of course. do a good, do a good deed on a weekend. Right. Yeah. But this was an opportunity to do a good deed every day. That's wonderful, man. And what a blessing you've been over there at F5 project. Thank that you. is for sure. Yeah. Uh, also though, your fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> you were, you were a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor. Give me yeah. some, give me some of the experience you had there. Yeah. So um, back in uh, Pasadena, California, where I'm from, um, I, my dad was a youth pastor for about 23, 24 years. Right. And uh, so it was kind of like, a, you know, you follow in your dad's footsteps and he was kind of training me and doing different things. And so I went to went to school and, and seminary and doing all the wow. you know, all the, the different processes of, pe- of pieces of working with people. Yeah. And so I worked, uh, it was a, a church called Good Shepherd in yeah. Pasadena. Okay. Um, and I was a youth pastor there for about three years, right before I moved to Fargo. Right. And it was one of those incredible experiences experiences where you get to take something where you you know you're kind of learning about the bible and you're learning about you know how how do you take this really old book right and be able to kind of convert it and really be able to share it and make it relevant to people who at the time you know I I 
I didn't know you could like break up how many people you serve. So I had babies as well, you know, kindergartners to high school was wow. kind of like my, our church was small enough that you just did everything. Oh, sure. And so then it's like, okay, when I'm giving my sermons or when I'm doing my Bible studies or doing different things, it's like, okay, I have to make this relevant for all ages. Wow. And, uh, but it really gave me an opportunity to really be able to learn how to study, to really be able to connect with a lot of different types of people who, you know, are obviously very closer in age to me in high school. But then yeah. how do you, how do you work with someone who's, you know, five, six, seven, going right. through different things and some of the stuff, unfortunately, that uh, were happening in passing at the time, people are going through a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but I think that's that was the kind of the foundation that, that God kind of prepared me for and right. kind of gave me some opportunities to be able to experience. So then when I do the work that I do now, yeah. and I'm working with a lot of different types of people, a lot of different backgrounds of things, it's like, okay, I know a little bit more about this or I've seen this before. Uh, obvious question. Yeah. Pasadena beautiful yeah what brought you from pasadena <laughs> to fargo i mean what does pass what do we got here in fargo that pasadena does not that you brought you here yeah uh let me guess okay woman yes yeah yep. ah, <laughs> it's always a woman it's always love yeah so uh love brought me to north dakota hey. uh, my ex-wife was originally from here right. and so we moved in 2011 yeah uh, unfortunately got divorced shortly after uh but Love kept me here. Yeah. Um, both love that I, I found and got remarried and, and we're uh, very happily married of six years. Fantastic. Um, love of the city. Like, I mean, people don't don't quite understand just how great Fargo is, especially downtown Fargo. It's like shout out downtown all the time. Right. Because it's so familiar and comfortable from like old town Pasadena. Yeah. Because everything is walkable. Everything is close. You have your people you see all the time. You can shop. You can drink. You can hang out. You can just do everything you want to do in a very small Circuit, you know, um, circle of places that you can go and do things, right? And there's always something happening. Yes, there's 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 so much to do, especially just in Fargo. But again, it's always funny when I'm, when I'm like tweeting, and I always try to put it on Instagram and other things, and try to promote Fargo because I love this place so much. I right. mean, I've been here; it'll be 12 years in February, Trav. Wow. Like I never expected this day this long. Yeah, because I mean, it was kind of like, all right, you know, I'm just gonna work and just you know, kind of do my thing, feel and, it out. Yeah, and I remember my first <laughs> my first winter was 45 degrees on Christmas. <laughs> FaceTime my mom and I'm like, Mom, like Fargo's great. It's only 45 degrees. They kept saying it's cold. And I'm like, this is cold, but it's not too bad, right? right? And having no idea just how bad it was going <laughs> to get. before the storm. <laughs> Literally, because every winter after that, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. But my love kept growing yeah. for the city and for my wife year after year after year. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm, this is going to be my place. And so now we have a home. Oh, man. And it's, it's just, I, I can't see myself anywhere else. Love it, man. Well, we love having you here yeah. in Fargo. That is for sure. You mentioned Absolutely. the growth in the last two years has really expanded. Yeah. Uh, I did not know about the Ridge, Adam. Tell me what that is. So the Ridge is a, is a partnership between Midwest Mental Health okay. and FI Project uh, to provide uh, outpatient treatment, addiction, and mental health services uh, to people here in Fargo. Right. So Midwest Mental Health is uh, owned by uh, Jackie, who is the nurse practitioner. Yeah. Um, and she approached me because she wanted to get more into housing because she knew housing was a it's a big yes. deal when it comes to treatment most yes. people who are trying to get into treatment have nowhere to go and right. so that was how it kind of kicked off and then it turned into let's form this this treatment center together fantastic and so that started in july cool it's, uh you know december now and uh, groups are getting filled up. We got relapse prevention groups that are free to the public. So if people are interested in yeah. knowing more about recovery and trauma and 
all that stuff they can come to that you know mm-hmm. for free the family group is is free um, and then we have women's groups we have trauma groups we have uh, the actual outpatient group uh, mm-hmm. and so there's just a lot of different sessions that people could benefit from whether they have an you know uh, the core you know functions is there's got to be some kind of insurance or sud vouchers with the state of North Dakota but we're pretty liberal I got donors that are willing to invest in people's treatment and stuff awesome and, and so if people are thinking about getting into treatment or they just are interested or want to have more conversations they can just stop by anytime at f5 7 30 uh, to 11 30 Monday through Thursday Love it. and it's a walk-in clinic and so they wow. can just come in and get served and wonderful want to stress that like it's accessible yeah. we the I think the biggest difference with the ridge is that it's meant for everyone if yeah. you have anyone you yourself or anyone you might know right. please come yeah. like we will figure it out that's always been kind of the mantra like please come please 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 I want to stress that enough if you're right. struggling if you're if you're listening or you know someone who's still struggling please right. have them come we will figure it out we will make sure that they get the help because people need help but sometimes it's hard or you there's barriers or like ah, I don't want to whatever whatever yeah. your excuse is I, I promise you we will have a reason to overturn your excuse so please just show up and fantastic. let us help you love it you're doing fantastic things here in the community keep up the good work last thing I want to touch base here is uh you're both great at having a conversation love chatting with you both you got a podcast yes how long have you been doing that tell me all about it oh man it's kind of evolved over time it originally was called eat sleep hustle repeat podcast um and then we interviewed tons of people who were entrepreneurs ceos we kind of uh pivoted and then turned it into red tape reform because there was just a lot of barriers for people for employment housing you know we had legislators on we had yeah so we went that direction we interviewed you know social entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. or even people who were formerly incarcerated that uh were doing well in the industry that they were in or business that they started right and then uh we started the ridge and we converted it to be more mental health and addiction kind of based so there's a lot of recovery stories or speakers on there now Um, and now I think we're going to pivot again Mm -hmm. there's a couple different opportunities uh, that um, that we're going to do with it and one of them uh, it it just came to fruition yesterday Yesterday. yeah uh, yeah which uh, the prisons hit me up and wanted me to join a session to discuss what it would look like if a podcast was developed inside the prison Yes. By mm-hmm. people, by a few of the guys there. Right. <clears throat> and so as I am sitting in this meeting, I was just like, I think it would be a great idea to figure out how the Ridge, mm-hmm. um, Radio Free Fargo, and the prison Ooh. can collaborate on this and do a podcast yep. slash radio Let's thing talk. together. Love this. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going out there to meet with those two guys tomorrow. Nice. Um, and they have an equipment list. Mm-hmm. They have editing software they wow. want to get. They're going to make exceptions for them to have access to phones and and internet Um, and so I think there's something really good that a couple different entities could work fantastic love the sound of that all right we got a lot of great stuff coming up f5 project where can we find you on social media as if people didn't know already but (laughs) for those who still might be uh might not know all the information yet where can we find uh, all the channels on f5 project yeah if you go to any any social media channel and you just put in f5 project org in all one word uh you'll find us on any social media fantastic adam pretty ricky thank you guys so much for being here love having a chat with you this side of country